Amen, somebody. And we welcome you for the first time visitor this morning. Would you stand? If there's no first time visitors, we just going to praise the Lord. Amen, regular. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Oh, gracious God, thou Father, thou is in heaven. Father, we come, Master, to say thank you. Father, we thank you for dispatching your angels upon us while we slept and slumbered on last night. But, Father, early this morning, Father, you touched us with a finger of love. And, Father, we declare your word to say thank you. For another brand new year, Father. Father, that you allowed us another chance. Father, we ask you, God, that you would come in this building. Father, we invite the Holy Spirit in this morning. Father, we just want to say thank you. Father, we ask you, God, that you would look down upon the angel of this house, Father. Father, that you may church him in a miraculous way. Father, that you may church his family in the same manner, Father. Father, that you may look down upon everyone under the sound of thy humble voice in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Thank you. 
Amen. I want to thank God for Brother August and Brother Joe Knox. Amen. Brother August over there for playing and singing what we needed to hear in the Lord this morning. Come on, give God some praises for him. And surely, sure enough, not to forget, we thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for being so good to us and so kind to us. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to thank all our ministers, this entire body of Christ, the officers for you that are here, and for those that is watching us on live, it's good to be here. Amen. A brand new year, brand new day, brand new season that God has given to us. What a wonderful God that we serve. Amen. I want to get into this word of God. I want to deal with a series a series uh, for the next couple of weeks as we get into the word of God. Amen. I'm a tap horse. Amen. Throughout the week and started uh, after praying so long Monday night and then Thursday. Amen. Got arrested. Amen. And But nevertheless, I want to get into this word of God, this series. I want to deal with the series Mountain Livers. Those who live in on top of the mountain, the mountain top of life. But the subtopic today would be enjoying the best life. Mountain livers and the series and enjoying the best of life. Father, we pray as we get into the series that your spirit will be manifest in our hearts and our minds and our spirits. That is all about you, O oh God. It's whatever you want, God. Whatever you want to be said to your children, God. We just pray, oh God, that we open to hear it. We open to receive it. We invite you in in Jesus' name. This is our prayer, and we all say, Amen. Amen. I want to, to go through uh, this lesson, and, and there's so many scriptures in it. And yet we'll be out of here in a few. I want you to write this down concerning your life. First of all, write these five points about life down. Five points about life down. The first point I want you to write down is if you have life, your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. If you have life, your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. That's good to know, isn't it? Now, 
If you have life, your name is written in the Lamb book of life. Next, life is meant to enjoy. Life is meant to enjoy. Five points of life. Life is meant to enjoy. Third one, life can be extended on earth. Life can be extended on earth. That's important. Life can be extended on earth. Two more points. The fourth one, life must be valued. Life must be valued. Life must be valued. And then the last one that I want to give you is you don't own your life. You don't own your life. Now, the world cannot be independent of God. The world can't be independent of God. Understand that without God. In fact, in John uh, chapter 15, verse 5, somebody turn there for me and read what it says. And I'm out of the Amplified. Somebody want to Amplify it. I want, I want you to read it for and look at the text. Because the world, the world wants to live without God. Does what it wants, when it wants, how it wants, say what it wants. And then, when you get in trouble, look for what we call not God, but a higher authority. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so, look at John 15, 5. Somebody have to amplify it. Somebody read that for me. What did it say? In fact, let's read it. Let's read it. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Doc. Read that. What? That is what? Cut off from what? You can. So other words, other words, look what God is saying. He says, I want everybody to understand in your new season, in this new year, you're going to need God. There is no doubt about it. Uh, we're entering it. We're in it. But I'm trying to tell you it will be just another day. And a simple another year if you do not invite God in your life. He's going to have to be a part of everything you do. Not like last year. No, no, God's going to have to be taken more seriously. More time is going to have to be spent to get to know God. More leaning on God. Holding on to God. In fact, you have to almost, almost get back like what mother used to do back in the days. They had a big old Bible open. And some would like to say a picture of Jesus and Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. But you got to get back to the day where your house is so spiritual. Where you walk in your house, you can feel the spirit Upon the lawns of the yard, when you walk in the door, it's something about this house. That's the way your house is going to have to be. A lot of this, uh, if we're going to survive our season, God has to be the main focus in our lives. That's number one. 
Now, the next thing, uh, uh, verse I want you to go to is I want uh, you to understand something important about life. Go with me to James chapter 4 and look at verse 14. I want you to see how blessed you are. And look at John chapter 4, verse 14, the Amplified. Look, look at this verse and look at it real good. It says, yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen in your life when? What is secure in your life? I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know what, what the Lord may do. I don't know what the enemy may do. Like, listen, listen. You are merely a what? I like the vapor. Like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then what? That's our life. As quick, as quick as we hear, as quick as you can go. Some of us, some of us like to say, Lord, why my loved one didn't make it to see 75? Lord, why my loved one didn't make it to see 40? God, I thank you for just giving me a couple of days. So your, so your life, you got to value. That's how, that's how, if your life is like a vapor, it means you need to value your life. Take your life more seriously. Don't do anything with your life. Yeah. You, you got to surrender your life to God. Take, take your life from this point on more valuable. Don't, don't abuse your life. Now God said it's like a vapor, like a steam. Then a twinkling of a quick of an eye. Your life can be taken away from you. Ah, oh, God. All right. Now, but you know what I like about life? You know what I like about it? Is, is that life is eternal. <laughs> yeah, my life don't end when I leave here. No, my life lasts forever. Yeah, God, God wants you to know is that your life lasts forever. Yeah, you do what you do while you're here. But then after a while, when it vanishes from here, you go live with God forever. Huh. And so, so what you do now has a lot to do with where you go with your life. Huh. Okay, watch this. James, uh, uh, four and four we look at now. Go with me to John. Look at 10 and 10. Look what it says. John 10 and 10. Look what it says. The thief comes only in order to what? Steal and kill and destroy. Look what Jesus says. I came that you may have what? Have and enjoy what? Okay, that's all I want to look at that because you know the rest of it. So Jesus says, I came that you may have and enjoy life. So the truth of the matter is, is that God says, I want you to enjoy your life. He said, I came that you may have life. Yeah, have it. I want you to have this life. And then God says, I want you to enjoy life. That's why the abundance of it. I want it to be an overflow in your life. And so if, if the devil has it in your mind 
that this is just another day. The devil is a lie. Because this is the day that God has given me life. And God say, enjoy life. No, no, no. Don't, don't be sad in life. Mm-mm. Don't you let nothing get you. No, you alive. You, you've got your health and your strength. And sometimes the body, the body may get a little foggy, make you get a little uh, 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 delirious sometimes. Sometimes act up, sugar may act up, blood pressure may raise. But I'm trying to tell you, God said, in spite of it all, enjoy life. Enjoy life because life is like a vapor. Life could be gone at any time. So I want to enjoy life. I, and, and I remember, I remember that my mother-in-law, whenever she would, she would come down or, or visit us. I, and and I, I think it first started when we was in Hawaii. I, and, and she would say in a certain voice, uh, boy, you living the life. I, I, and of course, we would be down there at, at the beach. When she said, <laughs> and I don't want to say it the way she said, you know, Sister Howard, right here, you know, uh, uh, but but living the life, and, and I come today to tell you that everybody in here, you're living the life, but you ain't really lived the life until you start enjoying your life. Don't let nobody ruin your day. Don't let nobody make you upset. Don't let nobody make you nervous. Don't let nobody make you God of the character. Baby, that's your life. Ring or no ring. Last name or no last name. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to enjoy life. All I got is my life. (laughs) So Jesus says, I come to give you life. And that you may have life. God wants you to be full with life. God wants you to be full with life. Okay. Okay. All right. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 2 and 8. Go there with me. Go there. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and 8. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and 8. Look what it says. All right. Now, you go to Ephesians 2 and 8. I want you to know. How the life that you have, you didn't get it on your own. Watch this. Ephesians 2 and 8. Let's read it together. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. That you have been what? Actually delivered from judgment and given what? Did you see that? Through what? I'm trying to tell you that you can have life just by faith. Huh? Yeah. He says, how much? What? Eternal life. Look what it says. And this salvation is not of what? Uh-oh. Of yourself. You ain't did, you don't have, you ain't, you didn't do nothing to get life. No. Not through your own effort. But it is the undeserved gracious what? Gift. Of God. So, so watch this, watch this. Uh, life is a gift. Yeah, you ought to be rejoicing over a free gift that God gave to you. Huh? God have mercy. God loved me so much before I was a speck, before I was thought of. He loved me so much that he gave me life. Then the Bible says that he sent, he sent his son to give me life more abundantly. God says, I want life to be so full for you. 
He said, I'm going to give you your life free. Oh, God. One text says, uh, 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 Job said, naked as I came, naked as I go. Job said, I'm just excited to be alive. Thank God for life. I thank God he allowed me to get up and come to the house of worship one more time. If he don't bless me again, if he don't give me another day, good God Almighty, I'm going to praise God for the day to have life. This is the day that you had to say hallelujah. This is the day how you had to tell your children, don't worry about it, you got life. And I found out that if you got life, God said give it to you more abundantly. What you don't have one moment, God said he'll give it to you in another moment. So what you need to do is take advantage of it. Value your life. Oh God. He said, so it's a free gift. It's given to you free. You didn't do nothing to deserve it. I don't even deserve to be alive, but God saw fit to make me alive. And listen, and, and, and for you all, listen, I've got to say Ecclesiastes chapter 2.24. Ecclesiastes chapter 2.24. And sometimes, I just want to say, sometimes some people like to be uh, mellow out, like when it comes to their birthday, just say, oh, thank you. And, and, and some people like to do a whole Two to three months, some do six months. And you know what? I thank God for that, and I think I'm a star too. I, I, you know why? <laughs> you know why? <laughs> you know why? Listen, uh, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 224. Look, look what the writer says. He says here, there's nothing better for a man than to what? And assure himself. That there is good in his, I wish I had somebody to hear me. Yeah, see, I work hard, I work hard, I work hard for what I want. <laughs> yeah, and see, when I work hard for what I want, then I have to enjoy my labor. Huh? You, you, you shouldn't get mad at me because, you know, it used to be back in the old days, you know, uh, uh, pastors um, didn't want to go and buy a car because the folk would look at him and say, he got something already, look, the devil's a lie. Yeah, I, I like to believe anything you want, you ought to go get. I wish I had somebody to hear me. Uh, we got to stop worrying about what everybody else saying, how everybody else going to respond. Because the Bible says to enjoy your life. Place that scripture back up on it. Let me finish that. It says, watch this. Uh, there's nothing good that even this I have seen. It is from who? The hands of who? God fixed it so that I can enjoy life. So if I want to take my birthday and instead of waiting till May 18 and start on May the 1st, that's between me and my God. I wish I had somebody hear me. If I put on a birthday hat and when you see me on the track field and I got a, 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 a blowing a horn in my mouth and a hat on and said, that's me and my God. That means I'm just so excited that I made it to see another year because the Lord could have took me home a long time ago. So enjoy life. 
Enjoy your grandkids. Enjoy what you have. Enjoy if God take your one child. Enjoy the other child. If God snatch the spouse away. Enjoy what you do have. And then turn around and say, Lord, I'm looking at how far you brought me. What you getting ready to do, system? I'm getting ready to enjoy you for everything you've done for me. Because you've been better to me than I've been to my own self. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. If you're in a wheelchair, enjoy your life. If you're in a hospital, enjoy your life. Watch this. Uh, look at it. Yeah. Let's go with me. I look at First Chronicles chapter 13. First Chronicles 13 and 14. Oh God, watch this. I want you to, I want you to see this because uh, Oban Eden, uh, he was a man of God. He loved God. <laughs> you know what's so funny about it? Oban Eden was just at his house, minding his own business, <laughs> serving his God. And out of nowhere, he gets a knock on the door. I, I want to show you how God will bless you, what God will do for you if you just be faithful. Huh? And, and then I want to tell you what God's about to do in your life for 2021. Out of nowhere, your faithfulness is going to pay off. In fact, go to verse 13. Watch this. Watch this. Go up to verse 13 for me. Watch this. Look at verse 13. Watch this. So David did not bring the ark with him uh, to the city of David. Didn't bring, uh, 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 David had the ark, uh, but, but they had the wrong carrying tool. And somebody, uh, and it was slipping, and somebody reached up to touch it. And God said, I told you not to touch the ark. And they died right there. It's all about obedience. So they said, look, we got to take the ark somewhere. Where are we going to take it? And of course, you know, the only reason why they was able to take it to the Gittite's house, Obed-Edom, is because God told them to. Oh, God is coming to your house. I wish I had somebody to hear me. You've been praying and asking God to give you another blessing. Y'all hear me? Another blessing. And so what happened, God says, out of nowhere, I'm going to bless you. Look what happened, verse 14. And so in verse 14, the text says, So the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Eden in his house three months. And look what the text says. And the Lord, what? Bless the house of Obed-Eden and what? All. Now. Now watch it, watch it. This is what I realized. I said, wait a minute. So what, what took place with Obed-Eden? What took place with the ark of God? Well, the ark, it, God says, on top of the ark, I'll be there. So the ark represents the presence of God. And so the presence of, the presence of God entered to Obed-Eden's house. Good God Almighty. And so whenever you're in the presence of 
God, then you'll bless not only you, but anything connected to God. I wish I had somebody to hear me. So when you're in the presence of God, then the presence of God will bless you. And because you connected to me, you have to be blessed too. Now watch this. I'm going to show you how that expands to you and I from being in the presence of God. Watch this. Go with me to this familiar verse that you read, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and 16. Look at this. Look what it says. Look at, I looked at this text again, Hebrews chapter 4. Listen, listen, look what it says. Therefore, let us with what? Privilege. Privilege. Approach the throne of what? Grace. That, 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 that's, what, that's what Obed-Eden did. Huh? He had the throne of grace in his home. Huh? Now watch this. There's one thing I want you to realize. He was already close to God. Already obedient to God. And so he did a dual role. And the reason why I know he did a dual role is because the Bible says he was blessed and his home was blessed. Huh? Now the ark of God, or rather the presence of God, resides in us. Look at this text says. It says, uh, uh, to the throne of grace. That's God's favor. That's the throne of God's gracious favor. With what? Confidence, belief. And without what? Fear. So that they may receive what? Uh, so listen, being in the presence of God is two, two robes. You are blessed. But at any given time, you can just turn over to him and ask for extra. Look at the verse. Obed-Eden had him in his house. He was already a blessed man. And so because he was a good man and he was in the presence of God, when he wanted mercy, he got mercy. Watch this. Receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in a time of need, an appropriate blessing. Coming just at the right time. That's double. Now let me show it to you. Because what happens is God said approach the throne. And ask for what you want. Well what happens when we're in the presence of God. It's like being in front of his throne. And so being in front of his throne. And we're just living everyday life. God is watching over us. And supplying our needs. But Jesus, he sits on the porch and watches his children play. God have mercy. And at even any given moment, you can turn around to the porch and say, Father, I need somebody. Y'all miss that. When you're playing in the front yard, God is already watching over you. But when you want something extra, you turn around. And say, Father, God have mercy. You're already in His presence. And so, what God does, it's easy for you to ask your Father for something if you're playing in the front yard and He's sitting on the porch watching you, have His lemonade for you, have the cookies up there for you. But just in case you want a piece of cake, just in case one of the other children made you mad and you feel like fighting them, you just turn around. Father, forgive me for what I thought about doing. If you don't mind, can I have some cake to go along with my punch and my cookies? I wish I had somebody to hear me today. That God wants you to enjoy life. Mm. All right. Okay. Go, 
Go here with me. Uh, Obed Eden was obedient. You and I have to be obedient and submissive to God. We're getting older, church. Time out for a lot of messing around. I don't have time to argue. I don't have time to fight. I don't have time to investigate. I don't have time for foolishness because I'm not promised for tomorrow. I got to value my life. So what happened? And when you be obedient and do what God said, listen, if others don't want to come to church, you still come. If others don't want to give, you still give. Because it's about your life. And, and listen, I'm not making you a promise that I'm going to bless you. But I know what God says. Turn this. Watch this. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. Look at verse 2 to 4. Watch this. Watch this. I want to show you how that works. Watch this. Look what he says. <sighs> In fact, Deuteronomy 28, 2. You got that? And now listen. Before I go there, because 2 say all these blessings will come upon you. Meaning I ain't, I, I ain't got to chase it. It just come, come upon me. But skip the verse 1 first. Skip up the verse 1 if y'all don't mind. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 1, 28, 1 first. Now it shall be if you what? Listen to and what? The voice of the Lord your God. You got to listen to God, church. You can't go by nobody else's spirit. You got to listen to what that spirit is telling you. And God does speak to you. God speaks to you. I'm telling you, God said, I want you to stop listening to man and start listening to me. Being careful to do all of his commandments. Which is his word. Which I am what? Today. The Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. Now, that's what God was talking to Israel. He says, listen, I chose you out of all nations. I chose you. It was nothing that you did. I chose you. And of course, we are the seed of Abraham from that same. Now, place verse 2 up for me. God says, regular Baptist church, body of Christ. If you learn to obey me and do what I tell you to do, I know what doctor said. I know what the blood work is said. I know what it looks like on the job. But God is saying to carefully look at what I'm saying and what I tell you to do. And listen, this is what God is saying. God says, when I'm talking to you and you sit in your chair, and, and all kinds of stuff come in your mind. If I'm telling you to fall down on your knees, I want you to fall down on your knees. If I'm telling you, cut that TV off. I know it's had a, goose, a juicy part, but stop it. Pause it. Get the Bible. Go straight to the scripture. I'm telling you what I want you to do. If I'm telling you to do it, obey what I'm telling you to do. Because I am telling you something different from what I'm telling you. Oh, God. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. God say, when you do it, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Overtake you. Lord, you blessing me so much, I'm scared. 
I told you, if you do what I tell you, it's going to overtake you. Uh, listen, he said, uh, if you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God. Watch verse 3. Look what he says. You will be blessed. And you will be blessed. God said, no matter where you go, you're going to be blessed. No matter where you go. And I need to read four in one second. No matter where you go, you're going to be blessed. I'm trying to tell you. He says, in the city, wherever you go, you're going to be blessed. And in the field, we're talking about your money. God, he's going to extend your dollar. Mm, God, your 401, he's going to give it an interest like never before. When others are losing theirs, when others are being sick and can't make it, God said, you're going to be blessed. And can I tell you something? This is what I like about it. We have some children, and our children these days are not like we were back in our day. They are so hard-headed, stiff-necked. They are smart, educated with, with knowledge, but have no wisdom. Think they know better than us. But through my faithfulness, through your faithfulness, watch, put up verse 4. Look what it says. The offspring of your body and the production produce of your crown and the offspring of your animals. Look what God is saying. Everything you touch, everything you own. The offspring of your what? And the young of your flock will be what? They're going to be blessed because of you. They're going to be safe because of you. They're going to be protected because of you. How many of you know you get on your knees and you pray for your children? Oh, God, how many pray for your grandchildren? How many pray for your family? Can I tell you something? Sometimes I say my children surviving are off of my prayer. You can't stop praying. Don't give up on them because God said I'm going to bless you to Blessings of God chase you down. You're going to turn a crown, turn around the corner. The blessings are going to follow you. Your children are going to be blessed. Your money going to be blessed. Your home going to be blessed. Your car going to be blessed. Everything that's connected to you going to be blessed. Mm. All right. I'm going to read this one verse. And then I'm ready to leave. First Timothy 6 chapter. First Timothy, sixth chapter. First Timothy, sixth chapter, verse six to eight. Watch this. Here it is. Here it is. First Timothy, sixth chapter, verse six and eight. And I'm ready. Look at the text. But godliness actually is a source of what? Great gain. Watch this. You're living. <laughs> You're living, you're living, living right, your character. When accompanied by what? Did you see that? Contentment. So now, lead that scripture there. Well, what God has already provided for you, have you really been thankful? Now watch this. You can have everything in your, in your house. And you could have said, God, thank you for it. But sometimes we're just thankful because we got it. But we don't continue the thankfulness. And so now it wears out, it's old to you. And so now you're no longer saying, Lord, thank you. <laughs> and so you're not content. 
and we put our eyes on everybody else and we saw sin but the other person. But what God says, still stay holy and then be thankful. Watch this. But godliness is actually is a source of great gain when accompanied by contentment. That contentment which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. I, I'm satisfied with what I have. God gave it to me. And I'm thankful. And I'm content with what God has done for me. But I know that if I continue to live right, the blessings are still going to overflow me. Oh, God, have mercy. And so what happens, uh, if you just go crazy, crazy thankful uh, for everything God has brought you out of. See, listen, 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 listen. When a loved one dies, oh, God, it hurts and it's painful. And God got to bring me out of that. Y'all don't hear me. And thank you, God, that you did not let me lose my mind. I wish I had somebody to hear me. God said, I want you to be thankful. I want you to be thankful. And I want you to be content. Watch this. I, I know I'm I, that God, I trust God, he's sufficient enough to uh, supply my needs. Can I tell you what God does for you? He gives you a loved one. He enables you to take care of your loved ones. He gets your loved one another place in heaven. He comes back and get your loved one he leaves you here and then later on bring you to meet your loved one but thanks be to God there is a resting place for I wish I had somebody to say thank you Lord not, 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 not only that but look what else God does he says here is that, that you you watch place that next verse up place that next verse up it says for we are brought nothing into the world you had nothing when you came. You didn't have a car. You didn't have no children. In fact, you couldn't even walk. You were really couldn't even crawl. All you could do was lay there and look. I wish I had somebody. Lay there and look. Look at you now. Look what the Lord has done for you. I used to lay there and look. Now he's Stretch me out of my skin. I wish I had somebody to hear me. And after a while, instead of crawling, I started walking. Good God Almighty gave me a mind that I can get some type of intellect, some type of education and open doors so that I can get some type of money, some type of pension. Later on, gave me a family, gave me a church family, gave me my mama and my daddy, took my daddy, but I Lee on the other side I'm just thankful I wish I had somebody to hear me why because I came without nothing I didn't have no money didn't have no clothes wasn't even really clothed in my right mind but God thank you you strengthened me gave me my backbone let me see some age every now and then my body feel funny every now and then I'm forgetful and I have to ask what did I say but I'm thankful that the Lord's been good to me and guess what church I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life I'm going to enjoy the 
rest of my life. God gave it to me. And I'm enjoying When you see me, heard somebody say, holler at me. Because I'm enjoying what God has given me. When you leave from here, you ought to get in your car and say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I wish I had somebody to hear me. You ought to ride up in your house and say, thank you, Lord. You ought to touch your child and say, Mama, what you touching me for? Say, thank you, Jesus. I wish I had somebody to hear me today. You ought to call your grandchildren and say, thank you, Lord. Somebody want to know what you're thinking, you say, because it could have been me underneath the bridge with no home, no clothes. It could have been me laying up in the hospital on a respirator, but it brought me somebody said he brought me through it he brought me he brought me through it he brought me he brought me through it ain't God all right amen God bless you the door of the Lord's house is open it may be one in here now maybe one right here said I'm making my mind to come to the Lord I want that new life I want to learn, Lord, how to enjoy life. Teach me how to enjoy life, God. Teach me how to enjoy every day. Not worry about tomorrow, but take care of me, Lord, today. Teach me, God, not to be fearful or worry, God, about next month when you gave me oxygen in it. The blood is flowing today. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. There may be one that, that said, I want to come to him. I want to get this new life. You may be watching this online. You may be in here today. I want you, what I want you to do, I want you to get up and just wave your hand and say, it's me. It's me. It's me. I want this life. I make it easy. You don't have to walk. Just stand up and raise your hand. I want to come back to the Lord. The door of the Lord's house is open, wherever you are. You can get up and walk down this aisle, or you can wave your hand from wherever you are. But I want you to give your life to the Lord. The door of the Lord's house is open. Somebody watches online and say, I want to come to the Lord. I want to pray over your life. Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name to look down, Father, right now upon the one that, that says they want to come to you. God, I'm asking you in Jesus' name to forgive them for all their sins as they confess their faults before you, oh God. As they tell you, Lord, that it's sin and come short of the glory of God. You touch your mind and let them know that all they have to do is believe that you are their sacrificial sacrifice. That you died for them and you. And God woke you up on the third day. Giving them a right to eternal life. That all of their sins are washed away. I declare Father in Jesus name by their faith. That they're saved. Thank you for saving them Father. Thank you for opening the door for them. Thank you for making a way out of nowhere Master. 
We humbly thank you. We decree it done right now. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. I want to do this. I want to have an altar call right where you are. I'm bring me a mic down for one of the leaders. Somebody go get me a mic. I want to go into prayer. I want to go into prayer. They would get me a mic real quick. I need, I need you, I need you to bow your heads as we go into prayer to believe God for you, to believe in healing for you, to believe in deliverance for you, that this new year that you have, that this new year that you have, this new year, this new year, this new year, God want to do great things for you. God want to do great things for you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to bring you out. God wants to do it. And as you're bowing your head, I need you to believe God for the greatest blessing in your life so that you can enjoy life. That's what I want you to do. Dick, you got the mic. That's fine. Dick, go into prayer. For those who are watching and those that are here, go ahead. Gracious Father, we humbly thank you one more time. You bless us through year 2020 and through year 2021. In spite of all the things that's going on around us, you've blessed us and you've kept us. And we can't do nothing but give you thanks and praise for your goodness and for your kindness. And it wasn't because of our goodness, but because of your grace and your mercy that you have kept us. And Lord, we come to you this morning just to say thank you. And please, uh, before I go any further, I'd like to ask you to please Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our shortcomings this morning. And, oh, God, I'm asking that you would strengthen us where we're weak. Lord, we, we, we need you more now. We, we need you more than we need things. And we need you to bless us to be saved and to serve you and to give you praise, to give you glory, to give you honor for all that you have done and all that you expect of us, my Father. Oh, God, we're asking you to strengthen us where we're weak this morning. And, oh, God, you said that if we would just be obedient to you and do your will and do your word, Lord, that you would bless us. You would give us the desires of our hearts. No, God, we're asking you to fix us right now. Fix our minds, fix our hearts, fix our thoughts. Oh, God, prepare us for what is to come. And we know that you are still in control this morning. Oh, God, continue to keep us. Bless those who are, uh, don't have this morning. Bless families that's having problems this morning. Bless husbands and wives this morning. Oh, God, bring them together in one band of Christian love. Oh, please, sir, have mercy on you. Oh, God, bless all sickness all over this land and country, especially among those in the regular Baptist church. Touch right now, Lord. Touch right now. Heal right now. Give peace right now. Those who are erecting in pain, ease pain right now. Cool scotch and fever. Oh, please, sir, cure this pandemic tonight. Today, please, sir, have mercy on you. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you already done and what you will do. Continue to keep us. Bring us together in love. Help us to encourage one another. 
And oh, please, sir, have mercy on us. Lord, we thank you today. We can't help but praise you and give you glory. Can't help but give you honor. Give you praise for all your goodness and your kindness. And most of all, your tender mercy that's renewed every day. Have mercy on us. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Amen. Amen. God bless you, dear brother. God bless you. Listen, it's offering time. Whatever you're going to give God.